There are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, do, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. It's me, Luke. It's me, Salty. It's me, Cam. How are you all? Together we make... Shall we get right into it? Oh, yeah. sorry, you asked how we were. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, I'm good too. Cheers for asking. Welcome. Right. Can, let's get it. Oh, and how are you? I'm okay, thanks. Okay, no, we've got to get on good. with it. Sorry. Yeah, is you all right okay? Oh, I just blinked something under my content lens, but I reckon it will come right. All right, this is great. Good content. Hashtag content. Yeah. <laughs> Could it be a bloody bit of... A speck of dust coming down from Harp. Getting into contacts. A bit of ionosphere in your eye. <laughs> why would Harp, the whatever it's called. The high frequency. Yep. Autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> so, high frequency active auroral research program. Yeah. So, why would they be shooting dust into my eye? Because they're sick of your shit. They heard you slagging them off last time. Hey, turns out they don't even exist anymore. No. I see this bloody heart base in X mouth. Yeah. Not a heart base. Never was. <laughs> no. Right. And they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like it finished a few years ago. Yeah. It wasn't around for very long, was and it? Only, did it, start, it started in like 1990. Yeah. It's been mm. around for a while. So we, we talked about this briefly in the last episode. Yep. But now we're going to really talk about it. We're going to get to the bottom of harp. So they started in 1990. Yeah. They finished like 2013? 2015. 2015. But they stopped a couple of times in the. I think in 2013, because there was a contract issue, they were switching contractors to manage the base. Yeah. Which is so mundane for a super secret. Uh, Weather control. Yeah. Conspiracy. Weapon like, base. Yeah. Negotiating and going to tender. Mm. So what is it? Who wants to? All right. So one of us has to have worked out what they actually do, right? I, I kind of so. know what they actually do. Okay. They were exciting the ionosphere with high frequency radio waves. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that mean? Well, I don't know. Okay. So what I think. They're just blasting radio waves at a bit of ionosphere. So basically. I don't even know where that is though. It's in the sky. Straight up. Yeah. So basically they had uh, 360 or 180. I, had, I read two different things. I think it was 360 antennas. Yeah. AM antennas. And they were just focusing a beam of like uh, AM juice. Yeah. Wattage straight up. 3.6 million watts of, of AM juice straight up into the ionosphere to see how it would react and then see how they could use that to then bounce f signals back and forth around the ionosphere. Right. 
it's a communication tool. Communication. I, I think probably research for, you know, uh, I think maybe submarines, getting it straight out into a, under the water to get a submarine. Uh, getting what though? Just radio waves, radio frequency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people were saying that they could draw patterns in the sky using like, because they're firing up heat. This is, are we talking real stuff at the moment? Yeah, I th- I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure where the line was <laughs> on, on real work. <laughs> One guy microwaved something to prove that like when you heat up something, it <laughs> lit up. I'm like, don't, don't microwave ions or what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Get those bloody ions out of your microwave. But yeah, I think they could, they, they could actually, because they're heating up the atmosphere and like that's sort of how you, the northern lights happen. So that would happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's my understanding that they were quite open with their research. Yeah. Everything was public. They used to have open days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they dismantled it, most of the gear went to the University of Alaska for continued research. Yeah, and don- so and donation. It's a joint project between the University of Alaska, like the depart- like the US Air Force mm-hmm. and like a few other- The like Navy. The Navy and like some other like random scientific group. Mm. The defence- Advanced Research. Advanced Research Project Agency. Oh, or DARPA. DARPA. Didn't they invent the internet? Yeah. Good on them. Thanks, DARPA. But it's like, hey, DARPA, you invented the internet. You don't need AM anymore. You've got Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. That's why they disbanded it. Someone's like, hey, we can just send an instant message over this. Yeah. Also FM. Or FM, yeah. Digital radio. I wonder if they started blasting FM into the skies. I don't know. don't know. Dab plus. Dab plus. Just do web streams. Yeah. Do a web stream. all about that. I read somewhere, the only good thing I actually noted down, oh, no, I've got a few things. All right. But I read somewhere that um, Steve Peaks apparently wrote a book about it. Uh, I think he's kind of a, I don't know, famous weirdo. And he said they could bounce a plasma ball off the moon and anywhere onto Earth. Yeah. Just wherever they wanted to get that plasma ball. What if it's on the wrong side? Anywhere. But it's like, what if you're trying to bounce it to the other side of the planet? Sorry, but Steve Peaks has said that they could do it. Okay. Stop robbing me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm glad you've embraced that. And this is as a, a weapon. I think so. That was right. the intent. But like, also if you're bouncing something as a weapon into the moon, it's just going to smash into the moon. Yeah. It's a very inefficient way to. Maybe it hits that little reflective thing they put on the moon to bounce lasers off of. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd. Can't imagine it'd be a very big plasma ball. <laughs> no. How big does a plasma ball need to be to do some damage? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, how closely can they aim it? I don't, I don't know. I guess anywhere on earth. So right between your eyes. Yeah. It's like one of those fairground games or like mini golf where you have to hit the right angle to like yeah. get where you need to go. All right. That's the most interesting I got on a harp. What did you guys get? Well, it, it's... People talk about that they're weaponizing the weather and they're using – so there was apparently the one in Alaska, but then there was a number of other similar sites around the world. Yeah. Supposedly there was one in all these other countries and they could well, – what what these people think they were doing was exciting the ionosphere and creating different levels of density in the air to redirect the jet stream Okay, that goes around the earth. Hmm. And that way they could sort of shift where weather patterns were. Oh. So they could fire up one here and one here that would change the atmosphere and make the jet stream go to a different country and like flood it. Kind of ping-ponging the weather into it. Yeah. Because uh, I saw 
something hurricanes, they were bouncing hurricanes off these things to right. then target the hurricane where it needed to go. Yeah, mm. similar thing. Yeah, they can change where the pressure systems and stuff go across the planet and direct storms so they can go, oh, we want to fuck up this place. We'll just send a flood there, yeah. fire up the AM radios. Yep. Why aren't they doing it then? Like, what? Well, they did. Look, oh, at did the, they? look at the world. Look at the chaotic weather. But what but about like some people would say it's caused by climate change? Yeah. It's clearly it's caused by <laughs> some sort of malicious outside force. That if only we could stop them. But at least there's some control over it. It's not just that everything is spiraling out of control. You can see how easily people came to the conclusion that it was a bad thing, though, because yes. that DARPA agency, mm. like it's like they're a U.S. Department of Defense agency responsible for development of emerging technology for use by the military. Yes, so it's like. It's obviously something really bad. It's well, obviously a weapon. It's well, a military. Like if, yeah. if you dig through military documents like DARPA documents and I think the Defence Department documents, you can find references to wanting to build high-frequency radio weapons, references to wanting to control the weather, all that kind of stuff is in there. So there's no doubt they are. Oh, yeah. They would like to do this. I don't think they are doing it with harp, though. No, but 100% someone at the Department of Defence has been like, why are we paying all the – like, what's this harp shit? Yeah. Why are we bouncing shit into the air? Can we kill someone with this? Yes. <laughs> yes or no? No. Then yeah, shut, shut it, it down. Off. Yeah. I did find one really cooked history of harp, mm. which I think is a little bit skew if because it does start in like the 1950s, okay, <laughs> which was a little bit before it started. But this guy's whole theory is that um, it's a little bit uh, complicated. Basically. Everything you think you know about stars is wrong. Not that they're all secretly transgender. Mm. <laughs> Talking about the ones in the bloody sky. Uh, but everything you think you know about the way a star works in terms of like how it starts and then how it, all the process it goes through to when it finishes as a black hole. Which is not much, to be honest. Yeah. I know no, like you, four things about this process. Yeah, you only know four things, but yeah. like the star people know fucking everything. David Bowie, they, they right across it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take everything you think you thought you knew about stars. Yeah. Okay. It's basically just the opposite, according to this guy. Okay. There you go. And what does that have to do with harp? All right. Here's the thing. Oh. Everything that the establishment scientists say about stars is the opposite, and that's why the sun's getting hotter. That's why the Earth's warming. But – the, the scientists of Earth, they noticed this and they're like, we've got to do something about it. And they came up with like a three state, like a th- three options to deal with the warming sun. Hmm. Number one was like, blow up the sun. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't do this. <laughs> why, why would they even table that as an option? <laughs> like, well, the, like, we could murder everyone. All right. One. But yep. They're like, we've got to like cool down the sun. They're yep. like, all right. What are we going to do? We're going to throw a bloody bucket of water over it? No, cross that off. Yeah, terrible idea. Number two, we've all got to go underground. Okay. Or number three, we've all got to leave the planet. Now, in aid of number three, that's why NASA was founded. Okay. So that we could all fuck off to Mars or whatever, get a little bit away from the sun. Joke's on them, we're in a dome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Three's out. Yep. (laughs) Number two, they use they set up harp to like – find minerals underground Mm. but also underground caverns that we could live in. Okay. What they didn't realise is they could have just gone to Antarctica. Yeah, there's a big opening in Antarctica. 
Well, they we need to befriend the Nazis though. Talk yeah. some miners. Miners have been looking for building cabins for ages. No, that they could just they were just using harp to bounce down. So it was kind of sort of like imaging system yeah. where you could like see through the ground. Yeah, I think they can Density shoot the radio. Yeah, you bounce it off and you shoot it down. Yeah. So they were using that to find underground caverns. That's apparently nearing readiness. But it's almost mining, t- almost time to go underground. You can do they do that really easily though. Yeah, but like how much? Do, like when you're mining, how much of the world are you mining? Are you like super deep down? I think they can they can image pretty deep down to sort and suss out what like is below. Yeah, but probably like on as big as their machine is, right? This is like a big giant oh, thing okay. that yeah. can scan you, when, huge tracts of land. Yeah, when, okay. the, when they're doing what, what you're talking about, Robbo, they're just like they're down at the open cut. Mm. They're like where's like where's the coal around here? Yeah, they're not doing the whole world. No. They're not checking under Melbourne for huge That's underground what caverns. Said. That's what Salty just said. Yeah. I'm just telling you off a little bit more. <laughs> Salty's right. You should listen to him. Stop roboing enough. So, have we explained your your annoying roboing it up? I to think the listeners. The li- I think the listeners don't need they any explanation. It. They get it, mate. I'm just here They've to listen to enough episodes. I am just here to ask questions. I know when someone's roboing it up, and you ask a lot of bloody questions, and suddenly that's dangerous on a bloody conspiracy podcast. What are you guys trying to hide? That's what I want to know. I'm not trying to hide anything. No, oh, that's exactly what you'd say if you were trying to hide all sorts of things. It's not up to us to defend these cooked things. We're not on trial. Let me ask you guys a you question. Will be if you keep this up. Yeah. Please ask a question. I, I welcome questions. Are yeah. you across the US X band radar platform? Uh, no. No. Giant thing. Looks like an oil rig. It's got big four big pillars, floats on the ocean, and a huge white sphere on top of it. And it's a big radar system that they apparently built to keep an eye on North Korea. They've sort of deployed it out into the ocean to near North Korea so they can, it's like the most powerful radar platform in the world. Um, it looks like a building from Spaceballs, the movie. Yeah. Oh, I should have looked up more. I just got X the band. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> X band radar. He's still looking at band photos. Yeah. Well, there's two bands. So there's yeah. a lot of photos to get through. Los Angeles or the other one. Yeah. Anyway, the theory is that this is actually a harp weapon. Oh, yeah. Used to trigger earthquakes at any range. Put it out in the middle of the ocean. Just bounce what they need around to create an earthquake. Yep. Put it near North Korea when they need to. Boom. Why haven't they done that yet? Because they're biding their time, obviously. Mm. That's fair. But um, come across a few guys saying that the Illuminati is planning something. Yep. Well, harp. They obviously run harp. Yeah, yeah. And so what part of their plan is shutting down the program? <laughs> well, we think they've shut it down. Yeah, they've just launched their big weapon platform out to North Korea. Throwing, it, throwing us off the scent. Yeah. Not to be a huge robo, but like if you're doing a se- – I would have your- banned this vernacular, by the way. <laughs> if you're tacking your secret plan onto like a real thing, you don't need to like shut it down. Like if anything, you're making it more difficult for yourself. Mm, no, that's a good point. So I got called uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Very intelligent insight. Are you gonna I try mean, to, Cam? You're going to try and pivot doing a robo into making a, a smart point. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what, it's, that's what it seems to be every time. So, uh, A guy called Minoru Fruind, the physicist, worked with NASA. He was a NASA guy, NASA man. Yeah. Said he was quoted as saying, I do believe that we will be able to establish a clear correlation between certain earthquakes and certain pre-earthquake signals. Yeah. 
Is this a cooked thing or is this a, a- Well, he's saying it's caused by electromagnetic stuff in the ionosphere. All oh, right. We'll be able to say, hey, there was something weird going on up in the ionosphere. Then there was an earthquake. Mm. We're going to be able to correlate that, which is sort of giving credence to the cooked people who are like, they bounce the shit up into the yeah, sky yeah, then yeah. they create earthquakes. But he's just saying that, that that could be an indicator, but we don't know why. Yeah. And yeah. then people taking that and running with it and going, yeah, that's definitely that's harp. definitely why harp yeah. is around. Yeah. It's like the same reason like all the animal, animals go crazy mm. when there's about to be an earthquake because they're detecting some sort of something. Some shift in some magnetic mm. thing. Also mm. harp linked to mind control. Of course. Yep. Fucking with our radio frequencies and magnetic resonance. Yeah. I did see something about this on a CBC documentary about harp. Right. Well, they just sat in a dodgy room with a couple of conspiracy dudes. Yeah. And they told them about it. About I did it. see a guy posting a lot of pictures of like harp clouds, which mm. were just like chemtrails. Yeah. yeah. It's like, these aren't harp clouds, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Wait, did you have more on the mind controls? Um, no, just like people talking about how we all have a magnetic sort of frequency that we operate at and they can mess with that in the sky, mm. which messes with it in our heads. There's some old dodgy footage of a guy laying on a bed that they were apparently bombarding with like low frequency magnetic stuff and he kept doing all this weird like- Twitching. Fucking twitching and Jesus. tensing up and doing all this weird fucking shit. Sounds like they're torturing the poor But man. yeah, and it looked quite old and creepy, like you know that old creepy footage? Yeah, yeah. It looked like that. I was like a bit creepy. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on your, your clouds. Oh yeah, uh, the, the clouds thing. I yeah. came across an Australian guy who's he's super into the harp. Uh, his name is Believes Freedom or B3, or yep. AKA B3 is in his name. Um, he uh, he had to go get a six pack because he had a pet die yep. on the way. Bloody harp clouds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, just to ruin his day some yeah, more. His, his, uh, just, his day was all going horribly. And they were like, just normal clouds, didn't look anything, not even look like, I wouldn't have said they were chemtrails. Yeah. Uh, but he also spent a year watching the weather radar and he's noticing from where Xmouth is, where we talked about last week, where there's alleged heart base, there's some sort of phenomenon from the weather radar shooting out. Uh, but he didn't, he's been watching it for a year, but he didn't know like how far it was shooting. It's like, oh, it looks like it's 40 kilometres, I can see it on the thing there. Maybe it's 50, I don't know. Maybe it's going towards Japan. I'm not sure where Japan is. Indonesia and Papua New Guinea are pretty close, but I'm not really sure where they are. So, so you've been watching this for a year and you haven't done this basic, yeah. like just ex- <laughs> look at a map and go, oh, okay, no, it's going that way. Uh, so, yeah, he was across it. That's about all I had on him. I looked on YouTube for uh, Harp and, Man- and the Mandela Effect because I was like, someone's going to be like, oh, this is, what's causing the bloody Mandela's. Mm. I found some cooked videos. I found one, there was like one young lady. I think this is a genre of YouTube video mm. of the uh, of the young tank-topped lady oh, yeah. explaining things. She um she started off very uh, strict mm-hmm. about how you should be watching the video. She was like, if you're standing up, sit down. Jeebus. Because of how shocking the video is going to be. It's like no one's watching these standing up. Who's watching YouTube standing up? What if you're on the train? I've watched, I've watched YouTube on the train before. What would you do if you were on the train mm-hmm. watching YouTube, just burning through your data like you didn't give a fuck? Yeah. And you were given that instruction, sit down, but there were no seats. Would you ask someone to stand up for you? Yeah, I'd be like, this is a, an emergency. Are you pregnant or old? No, I've got an emergency. Get off. 
Ow. <laughs> you okay, man? Just, this is the first injury on the podcast. I've just got his neck. <laughs> yeah. I told you they could beam right between your eyes. Yeah, it's like knotted and my neck cracked. Ow. <laughs> that plasma ball got him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, now. Get a glass of ice water. I was like, fucking, I'm out. Yeah. Also, tell me to do that before I sit down. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> so inconvenient. But oh, that was, I was like, how, what are you putting into your bloody tags to get this to come up and with harp? This is all just boring Mandela effect stuff. Probably mm. something that will get her video taken down. Yeah. Little aside. Yeah. PK. PK. Losing videos. PK is? Yeah. Oh, good. This is going to be so, it's good. Well, because, well, no, it's not because anyone has been like, oh, you can't put up a video called The Amazing Flying Baby about a fucking baby that died. Yeah. It's because he, put, he puts all of like, he puts like, I think he must put the same tags on every video. Yeah, he said he does. And it's like, well, you can't put tags that aren't about the video on the video. That's the, that's the sort of thing that apparently they care about. Anyway, mm. I was like, fucking, fuck this. I went on to the next one, mm-hmm. which also had instructions. He's like, this was a 40-minute video, and in the description he's like, take a break in the middle of this. I know that the uh, the text-to-voice thing can be a bit fucking tiresome. It's like, yeah, it is. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Oh, was it one of those me, me, me? It was like Microsoft Dave. Yeah. But his whole thing was about Harp was like just sort of the mechanism by which they were shifting us from the normal universe to the universe with all the like transvestigations and reptiles and all this shit. So all the cooked stuff is just in the alternate universe. Okay. And we came from a universe that made sense. Yep. So that sort of explains why before 1990, you know, we didn't know about all this shit because mm. it wasn't and like, but no one was talking about it because David Icke hadn't fucking knocked his head on a doorframe and watched He-Man. We were too busy watching. It was Conan. Yeah, I didn't watch Conan yet. We were too busy bloody enjoying sweet pop hits or doing loads of cocaine in the 80s. Yeah. No one was awake to this stuff. Yeah. This is why though in 1990 they fire up harp. We get shifted into this crazy cooked universe where everything's topsy-turvy. It's not, I'd like it to be more topsy-turvy if that was the case. Is it not topsy-turvy enough for you? It's only just starting, mate. Oh, okay. Speed up. I've got a finite time on this planet. Mate, what... Donald Trump, lady, Nicki Minaj, a bloody bloke. Yep. Is that not topsy-turvy enough for you? Yeah, but they're not. You thought they were the other way around. They're not. Nicki Minaj? Definitely. Yeah. Ah, Sorry. What am I I thinking? Just Google Nicki Minaj as a man and there'll be like a billion billion (laughs) YouTube videos of it. No, but the queen's a lizard. Yeah. This isn't topsy-turvy enough for you? I want the topsy, I want that to happen. I want her to give a little Christmas message and go, oh, FYI, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're all lizards. Remember the universe before Harp though mm. when everything was normal? Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't make it to the halfway point of that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, back to so the other guy um, believes freedom. He has a lot of videos. Like he has like, a couple of Harp videos and then he has a Prodigy trance mix. Yep, sick. Um, and then he had... The most viewed video was the fuck this cat. Just the cat <laughs> that is uh, standing on like a shelf or something and it's just hitting things off. Yeah. And it's got like little captions like fuck this, hits it off, fuck that too, hits it off. Uh, 50,000 v- views on that baby. His other videos have got like 50. Is that OC? 
Is that original? Oh, project I don't from think. Him, or I don't think it is. It I think he's ripped it off. Fifty k views though. We should yeah. start ripping off some content. Yeah, monetize that. Yeah, but we'll just be taking other podcasts. We'll just take serial, <laughs> republish it. Now, I was talking about the Illuminati being behind all this. Yep. Let's get cooked. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> so. <laughs> Let me give you some definitive proof. I put that in quotes that Harp is all controlled by the Illuminati or the Freemasons. Yep, lay it on me. Remember a few years ago there was a little earthquake in a place called Christchurch? Do. Yep. Close to home. For, Very close to for home. Robo. Is it actually? Well, uh, yeah. 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 I've got family. Uh, I don't know the layout of New Zealand. I don't know how close that is to Westport. Three, three and a half hour drive. As a crow flies though, a lot. Right. You always dream of. You draw a straight line. You always dream of heading out to Christchurch. Oh. Working on the, at the Littleton Port. <laughs> Are you aware of the Neil Dawson sculpture chalice thing in yes. the Cathedral Square? Yeah. It's like a, like a cone. Yeah. Uh, harp generator. I don't think that's a harp generator. It is. It is. Why? Because that's what triggered the earthquake. Okay. They fired that up. It yeah. shot 666 hertz into the ground, triggered the earthquake. Messed up. So, oh, so that was like a receiver. Was that receiving? Because it's a because it's an upside down cone, so it'd have to be receiving straight down. Yeah, right. But that wasn't sixty six and, and up. The devil's number. Yeah. Also, ABC in Canberra. Yes. Yeah. The we didn't that, bring, even bring that up in our bloody occultist no, ABC didn't. thing, did we? It would been. It would been perfect. The that wasn't the epicenter of the quake, though. Doesn't matter. They can make it appear anywhere. Okay. But that was the receiver. That has to be relatively close, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywhere within a, a weird distance. Now, I watched a video where someone just goes, John Key. Mm-hmm. John Key's a Jew. Why is he controlling New Zealand? I thought, oh, a bit harsh. Prime Minister John Key. Yeah. And Former Prime Minister. John Key, also a reptilian shapeshifter. Like, duh. On record, he's been asked by the press. Okay. In an interview. And is it he, true that you're a reptilian shaped history? He was like, no. He goes, and I even went to a doctor and a vet to prove it. <laughs> he got in on the little bit yeah. on TV, which yeah. was pretty good. But was he responsible for firing up Harp to devastate Christchurch? Why would he do that? Mate, the Illuminati and the Freemasons work in mysterious ways. It's a mm. blood sacrifice. Yeah. It's a mass blood sacrifice. And to be fair, he would have had some political benefit from it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He can be the seen the one as, you know, like Save. Anna Bly when she saved Queensland from the floods. Yeah. Mm. When it comes to natural disasters, there's very little downside to politicians. Mm. You have mm. to really work to fuck that up. Yeah, now that I think about it, we should run the numbers on Anna Bly because I tell you what John Key comes to, 33. Well, I'm sold. Yeah. Case closed. Blood sacrifice of the Illuminati. Christchurch. It was a tragedy. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, you know, condolences to everyone. I have to admit, there is a slight weirdness when it's a conspiracy related to something that you're very familiar with. Mm. So I can see why people get very upset about conspiracies. Yeah. As a result, are you upset? Now? Did I upset? No, you I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. Huh. It's just, it's just that, like, huh? Yeah, that's a really close to home thing. Yeah. But yeah, this is it. You know, John Key's a lizard. Reptilian Illuminati Mason. I um, I watched a one. This was by Third Phase of the Moon. It was some sort of pa- panel discussion, yeah. like Skype call, 
and they were showing oh, a format that is really watchable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were showing some spiral clouds while they're doing it, and it's like we've got an expert. They didn't really say what he was an expert in, but he was an expert on the call. Firstly, he said, "Oh, firstly they spelt harp wrong, uh, so they're off to a good start on their their harp knowledge." Yep. And then this dude said, "Just it looks like classic geoengineering to me," and he kind of went on a little bit, and then he said, "Well, maybe it's just some incredible spiral clouds." And the host of the little discussion kind of got a little bit uh, flustered by that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I completely blanked this out because I had to click off this video so quickly because it was full of like this really bad techno music. Mm. But like, there's a whole thing with not just spiral clouds, but like, I guess portals or wormholes. Yeah, where it's just like, I'm looking at this. There's this footage of like. It's all dark. It's night time. Mm-hmm. There's like some light in the sky with like a and it's swirling, mm. and you can see. But the thing is, you can see that it's a torch that it, like someone is pointing from like behind a hill somewhere, right, up into the sky. And you can also see like, unless you're a complete idiot, mm. that it's just have it's like an after effects thing. Yep. on the tor- the center of the the torchlight. There's a guy on YouTube. It's like, it's, this is a harp portal. There's a guy on YouTube that I debunked to those harp portal videos once. Mm. I can't remember his name. He's quite famous. He, Captain Disillusion? Yeah. He's got the half silver face, that yeah. guy. Yep. Uh, he's got a really good one about how to make uh, a portal uh, in After Effects. So if you want to make a harp portal at home, this is the one thing you can try at home. Jump onto Captain Disillusion and go portal bloody sky effect. Yeah, but only watch that one. Don't watch the rest of us. Yeah, because <laughs> you'll bloody ruin future episodes of the Hypothetical Institute. Yeah. Because yep. ca- everyone's already covered everything. Not as witty as us, though. You know what you can also try at home? Go gather up a bunch of wirelesses, yep. tune them to 666 ABC bloody Canberra, fire them up at the sky, see what happens. We're back. Speaking of New Zealand boys, there's been a bit of a New Zealand conspiracy in the uh, in the news this week. More so than John Key being a lizard. Yeah. Well, this is that was a few years ago. Okay. Yes. In the New Zealand news. Mm. Now we're going to be leaning heavily on you here in this segment, Luke, for pronunciations. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> we're like Maori. Now is the time. And you're like. Moldy, moldy. For all the for all the accent mocking that I get, yeah, all the accent mocking that New Zealanders get around the world, particularly by Australians who just fucking love dining out on some accent bloody comedy. Yeah, yeah. now's the time when I get to watch you guys try and pronounce words that we're not going to try. We're going to leave it to you. <laughs> so, what's the conspiracy, Cam? Well, there was a fucking there was a big thing this week. Uh, there was a well, firstly, I think in some cooked like mainstream press. There's a big article about this. Vice? No, no, before the Vice thing. Oh. So the Vice thing the Vice thing came about because there was like in one of the big papers they published a really uncritical story about this. Okay. And then Vice and uh, the spin-off, spin-off yep. have both done pretty good things about it. And the original piece that was on- Oh, you saw Herald maybe? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Something like 
cooked like that yeah. is gone now. They're okay. like, oh, whoops. So basically the story is, and I think it's something that has come up over and over again in New Zealand, is this guy is like, I've found evidence of a pre-Maori, mm-hmm. Euro- yeah. like a pre-Maori European civilization. Yes. And the evidence that he'd found this time was uh, he grabbed a couple of sneaky skulls. Where did he get them from? Uh, An- ancient burial grounds, yeah. <laughs> okay. sacred sites. Okay. He'd grabbed a couple of, uh, yeah, skulls from burial grounds, shipped them over to the UK. Yep. And someone at like the University of Edinburgh had done like, you know, you know like that show Bones? Yes. That Bones did up. Yeah, right. And they'd worked out what their faces would look like and they're like pretty white faces for Maori. I think these might actually be a few sneaky pre-Maori Europeans that we've only discovered proof of. They also, they also managed to get their hair cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking very Western and, and kind of long. And blonde. Blocks. Yeah. <laughs> very Martin Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you've I've seen the shows like Bones and I've seen movies where they've like got a skull and they put little things all over it and then they get clay and they build up what the muscle structure on top of that bone structure would have looked like. And then they put smooth it over with other stuff and they paint it and like you go, okay, yeah, I can see how they would do that because, you know, your skin's this thick above your bone and they can make – the bone structure look like what the face would look like. But these things these guys have got just look like really fucking bad identikit things. Yeah. They've photoshopped <laughs> a bunch of different facial features together. It's not like – it doesn't look like a an actual 3D reconstruction of anything. It just looks like they've pasted a bunch of dudes' eyeballs and mouths onto a blank face and gone, that's what it looks like. So what – why would they do that? Why would they paste a whole bunch of eyeballs and mouths in order to show that white people existed before Māori people? Well, so – but the other thing about the pasting is that, like, Vice or one of – either Vice or the spinoff, like, contacted the University of Edinburgh, mm. at, like, communications department, and they're like, so this guy, Noel Hilliam, he's the guy that took the skulls uh, and who's been on this for a while. Mm. Uh, who did he get to do these? And they're like, oh, I have to check. And they ask – they're like, we asked around. There's no one here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one did this. And it's like the journalists have asked this Noel Helium guy, so who did this? He's like, I don't want to say their name. Right. So no one. No. So, he did it with fucking cracked Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> but in Edinburgh still for some reason. So he has actually taken the skulls out of the country. Right. Which so, is probably very illegal. It I is imagine. It is illegal. No, well, here's well, the thing. It's normally illegal, mm. but not when they're not actually Maori skulls. Yeah. Okay. It's, Ill- it's illegal to take Maori bones and things out of the country. Yeah. And I think it's also illegal to take like Maori bones and things into the UK. Yeah. But as he points out, he does have this loophole in that they're actually pre-Maori European skulls. So. But they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why, yeah. Okay. So he is part of like this little movement. Mm. There's sort of three main guys in it. There's him, Noel Hilliam. Mm-hmm. There's a guy called Martin Dutra. And there's this other guy called Kerry Bolton. Mm. Uh, they're all, they've all been part of something called the One New Zealand Foundation. And this theory is called the White Tangata Fenua. Tangata Fenua? Tangata Fenua yep. theory. So Tangata Whenua, white Tangata Whenua, Tangata Whenua is people of the land mm. or some people translate it to first people. Yeah. So they're saying white first people, so the whites were there first. 
Yeah. So the one New Zealand foundation, uh, and also there's like a fourth guy called Alan Tickf- Titford. Oh, yeah. Who they don't talk about anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, titsy. Titsy. Don't mention Titsy. <laughs> don't mention Titsy. So it's these three slash four guys. Yeah. And the One New Zealand Foundation was this sort of political movement that they've all been in, involved with over the past however many years. Mm. And also there's been a few like little side political parties and things. But basically the idea of the whole thing is if you can prove that Maori weren't the first people of New Zealand – then like all of their land claims mm-hmm. are sort of out the window, like all the water rights stuff mm-hmm. is taken care of and basically they get put back in their fucking box Yeah, because aren't they lippy? Yeah. They came here after we got here, yeah. Yeah. even though it was a different us yeah. being white people. So they're kind of like white people are the fucking the downtrodden. Yeah. yeah. So all of these guys bring something different to the table. Okay. I've got their own special skills in this. uh, Yeah. It's like us. Yeah. Yeah. I can, you've got salty. Yeah. I'm good with knives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like you've got some weird tolerance for cooked YouTube videos (laughs) that I don't have. (laughs) You've got Robbo. Who asks the most sharp, poignant questions, always correct. Yeah. Robboing it up. And fleet on foot. Yeah. And you've got Buddy Cam with his bow staff. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, conspiracies are how we deal with like a complex world that's out of control. Yeah. Mm. How we we add some control back to it. I can just say that every episode. (laughs) Yeah. So we all bring something to the table. These guys all bring something to the table too. Yeah. So you've got Noel Hilliam. He's the the finder, the seeker. Yeah. He finds the bones. Exports uh, them illegally to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's found a few other things over the years. So was he the with the Sil- Silverstone Spheres? Was that him involved in that? I'm not sure. Okay, I'm skipping ahead anyway, so I'll let you. I know so. he found a Nazi submarine yep. off the uh, off the coast. A magic pirate ship. Yeah, he, f- he found a pirate ship that was full of like a. I think the Nazi submarine was full of treasure right. as well. Jeez, what happened to the submarine? I know that the. The pirate ship disappeared before anyone else could see it. Yeah, same it was as there, the submarine. It's gone. Yeah, yeah same as submarine. Yeah. yeah, so he's found a few things like that that he hasn't actually been able to get anyone else to see before they've disappeared. So he has a, he has a bit of a track record. And, yeah, now he's got this bone thing. You've got Dutre, Martin Dutre. Yep. So he's he's found a lot of apparent standing stones uh, yep. around New Zealand that, yeah. are mark, that line up specifically with – Things like other, like, you know, this stone lines up with that notch in that mountain and that lines up with the sunrise at the solstice. Yeah. And then, as we know, from here to anything else is a straight line. Yep. Yeah. Draw a straight line right so down there. So it points directly to anything else he wants. <laughs> yeah. But also there's like- Ley lines. Don't they call them ley lines? Yeah. yeah. Straight we, lines, basically. We tried to bring up ley lines last week, but none of us knew enough to talk yeah, about right. it. <laughs> they came up again this week. Again, I- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's like, oh, he's found stones that are like- look like uh, Stonehenge. Yeah. But also if you look at them, you can like be like, these are just rocks. Yeah. Sure, they look a bit upwards, but they're probably just, that's just how they were formed. They like, were spat out from a volcano somewhere and landed there. There's So there's these photos of some of these stones, like these stone structures where it's like, they say that, like, in the close-up shots that he uses, it looks like it's a thing. But then when you see, like, the wider shot, it just looks like rocks and that's just the natural way they've ended up there. Mm. Or, you know, 
fucking people move rocks around sometimes. They don't have to be pre-Maori. But the thing is, I'm looking at these photos. I'm looking at the one that's supposed to look like something. I'm like, that is literally just some rocks. <laughs> so I read a lot about the um, Silverdale boulders. Yeah. I don't know whose Where's side Silverdale? Uh, up north, uh, up near Auckland. Near Matawatu? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. I think it's near Auckland. Anyway, these are big round boulders basically. And like they're, they're completely explainable. And even I think this is on Celtic.org.nz or something. Yeah, that's, that's Martin Dutra. Yeah, cool. And his problem was like he was okay that they existed naturally. Yeah. But people would have had to move them to these particular places. And then like the council moved a bunch to build a highway. Yeah. And like just threw them out. And he's like really upset they did this. So then they got a they got the council like to give them back to them. They managed to convince the council to like retrieve them. And then they got all these big boulders and then they're trying to piece them together. Uh, and they reckon there's markings in these sculptures which are arrows and early hieroglyphics. Yeah, a lot of spirals. Yeah, some spirals. There's some maps. Like, oh, this is a clearly a map of the area. And you look at it and I don't know what he thinks a map of the area looks like, but this is just random lines just yeah. everywhere. Like a rock might have on it. Yeah, yeah. Like a rock that's gone through years of erosion, uh, spat out of a volcano, which is, he's again, not denying, but uh, yeah, he's just disappointed that, that they've they've moved them and broken them. He also had a lot of photos in some forest somewhere where they apparently found a village, like an old, looked like an old aztec kind of uh, village oh yes. and rock walls and things. So, yeah, he reckons he found a, like, hidden stone city in this forest. Mm. Now, easy enough to verify, you'd think. Mm. Problem is the government won't let you, won't go, let you go in there. Why would they do such a thing? Because they're covering it up. Yeah, they're trying Jeez. to suppress this knowledge. Because it would be really convenient for the government yep. to... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how to phrase this. It's like, if any of this was true, this would be the best thing for the government that ever happened. Yes. This would make their lives so much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The predominantly white government in New Zealand yeah. could quite easily spin this very well. Why? Did you see pictures of this? Because I couldn't find any pictures of it. Yeah, there was like some videos and bits and pieces that he's done where he's like looking at them and things. And what it looked like? Just look like any rock wall in any. Oh yeah, so right. So there's supposed to be this stone city, but all there's like pictures of is it's one wall. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the third guy, mm. uh, his special power, Kerry Bolton, is a uh, neo-Nazi Satanism. It's <laughs> a good one. So he's a guy. Um, actually, I was going to put listeners will remember him from his time in the New Zealand National Front. Was like that's just where I remember him from. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know. 2005-ish, he was in the New Zealand National Front. He was also in it in like the 70s. He's been in and out of different things. He was in like the New Zealand National Socialist Party. Mm. He's probably in the Savage Club. Yeah. <laughs> Brief time in the Savage Club. So he was- Then he was like, this is just skits. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to be doing some race hate. <laughs> I looked at the logo and I was like, I'm in. Ah, I'm out. <laughs> so he, he's been in stuff like the New Zealand National Socialist Party or like something very similarly named. Mm. In the 2000s, he was like the secretary of the New Zealand National Front when they were trying to go through a phase of uh, mainstreaming, Mm. sort of similar to like the uh, British National Party did in the UK where they transformed the organisation from being a skinhead thing or a neo-Nazi skinhead thing to being like a mainstream political thing. Which is still pretty Nazi. Well, it's still super racist. Yeah. And like – like a massive anti-immigration platform and, you know, 
like a massive, maybe a sneaky migration of people who are already here yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, but just as happened in the UK where a whole bunch of people in the BNP were like, oh, but we like being skinheads. <laughs> uh, that also happened with the New Zealand National Front. So they, they were trying to do a thing where they're like, look, yeah, we've been Nazis in the past. We're not Nazis anymore. You'd have to and change it, your whole your whole aesthetic. Yeah, well, it's like, well, they're trying to go from boots to suits. Yeah. But it didn't really work because they had like two suits. It was like Kerry Bolton had a suit on mm. and Kyle Chapman. Oh, yeah. Had, a, had his suit and then the rest of them were like, oh, the suit doesn't really go with my suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> I've got these Doc Martens and I really like tucking my pants into them. Yeah. But like, it was like, it seemed like every week and I had a little bit to do with this. It seemed like every week when they were like going, oh, we're not Nazis anymore, some photo would come out of like Cole Chapman with everyone sick hiling behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, but I didn't know they were behind me doing that. It's like, come on, mate. Even when you're mocking the accent of Nazis, you're still mocking my accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Kerry Bolton wrote a book. This seems to be his like main mm. contribution. He wrote this book. I think it's like Sons of the Soil or something, mm. but it's basically laying out this whole thing. And he, Dutre and Hilliam were in this group together called the One New Zealand Foundation. Now there was another guy in it called Alan Titford mm. and his special power was being massively persecuted by Mary. Mm. So he bought, the the short version of his story is he bought a whole bunch of land mm. except it was sort of in dispute about who the land belonged to, yeah. whether it was the person selling it or whether it was the people who had occupied it and had this treaty. Mm. So he set about like generally just pissing everyone off who might have had a claim to it by like bulldozing sacred sites and blah, blah, blah. And he complained a lot about how the like the local Iwi mm-hmm. were persecuting him, like they were vandalising his bulldozer, which probably did happen. Yep. But then, because, you know, he's going around fucking bulldozing sacred yeah. sites. Or maybe he's getting bits of sacred sites stuck in his bulldozer. Anyway. Anyway, he's looking for trouble. He's looking for trouble and he found it. His house burnt down. Jeez. It's a bit harsh. He was like, this is how bad it's gotten. Yeah. Where a Pakiha bloke like me. Can't even live on his land. Yeah. Without having his house burnt down. Yeah. Next minute, 14 years later. Yeah. Oh, it turns out he burned his own house down. <laughs> And also turned out he was holding his wife as some sort of sex slave. Yeah. He was actually like, I think, charged with slavery. Yeah. He was not a good bloke. No. Now. He also then sold that land for three and a half million dollars. Yeah. So, fuck. He bought it for like $600,000 and he sold it not like in 1989. He sold it like in the mid 90s for 3.5 million. Yeah. And also it's like your house isn't on there anymore. Like yeah. You have no connection to it. Yeah. So you've done pretty well. Yeah. Except you haven't now because you're in jail. Is he still in jail? Yeah, I think he only got – yeah, so he only got pinged in like 2013. Ah, I think he on. got like 14 years jail, maybe 24 years jail. It's a reasonable amount of time. It was not all for the – like most of it is not for the arson thing. Yeah. So in their little thing, he's mostly sort of airbrushed out. Yeah. But they also are like this is just part of the conspiracy that they, they've set him up with this stuff. Ah. But, yeah, so the conspiracy of all this, though, is that there is this huge conspiracy by the government and, like, Maori groups. I think the UN are in on it. 
yeah, for some and reason. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. To suppress anything about this because it benefits so many people <laughs> that have the all these all disputed treaties and things. So there's a couple. Of, one of the things that keeps coming up in this one is um, they call it Walker Walker Blonde or a blonde kind of a couple of clans. Uh, I guess because they weren't full tribes, but there was I guess groups of of Maoris that had blonde hair or red hair, and there's kind of Maoris that pop up. Around the country with, with so there was a, a lot of photos of uh, one particular woman. Yeah, I think was a pity, pity, I think her name was. was yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and my friend of mine was Maori, and he was born with blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, and the theory is that like that was somehow connected to I don't know Germany because they did a DNA test on one person and she had German blood. And then there's similar looking sites. Uh, to some of the you know ancient Maori sites in South America and throughout there, so all these sort of people were coming here before the Maori, and then yeah, it's nothing to do with a lot of sort of ancient aesthetics are basically the same thing. No, yes, I think it's exactly to do with that, but I couldn't find a reason for why they would have blonde hair or red hair. There was a study in the Solomon Islands of blonde haired kids, um, and there was some sort of gene which. You know, it doesn't have to originate because everyone says it must be a Celtic gene. These people look very mouldy. Like they don't look white. They look so. And but that's used quite a bit. And there's also a few mouldy um, myths and legends about sort of fairies and and wood uh, woodland creatures that kind of come around at night. Right. And I watched this documentary made by an Australian. So obviously legit. Goes for an hour, and there's there's a follow up. I didn't watch it all, but she started off by saying like, you know, this is ancient history and. It's, it actually happened and here are the stories and these people are sort of retelling what are clearly myths. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, they were only seen at night or they could hear them chattering in the trees and around the streams. Uh, so that was kind of the only evidence of that. But yeah. There was someone, I come across someone called David Rankin. Oh, uh, yep. Who's yep. Uh, some elder. Yeah. Uh, was he Nati? Oh, Napui. Napui, yeah. And he's mentioned, yeah, stories about, fair-skinned people that lived up north in yeah. New Zealand, which sounds exactly like yeah, the yeah. myths and legends you were just talking about. So he paints himself as uh, the Kumatua River, that tribe, but I don't think he is. Well, it's like an elder of the tribe. He's just basically a bloke that started calling himself that. And he starts spinning these narratives, claiming he's an academic. Turns out he just taught plumbing yeah. uh, at a local polytechnic for a while. Yeah. Um, but he gets a lot of media. You know, he's always running for... Uh, council or mayor or whatever and, and just jumping up and down. And because he's connected to one of the tribes, they can wheel him out, like as white media can wheel him out and say, well, it's – or, you know, fellow fellow the people that are trying to spin this narrative can say, well, he's Māori and he says it, so it must be true. Mm. So, yeah, the thing is, though, it's not just cooked units sort of like looked into this. You know, they're like, look, the media's suppressing it, academia's suppressing it. But people, like proper people, have looked at it, mm. and it's just the techno, like the technology to go from Europe to New Zealand, yeah. was not there yeah. no. at the time. Yeah, it's like I think I saw something like people from Sri Lanka who had steel boats weren't coming here. Yeah, so like the idea that someone was coming in a wooden boat now, of course, they didn't have bloody harp fucking cooking the oceans up. Yeah, causing all these waves, but still, it's a long way to come in a wooden boat. Would harp have helped? No, harp would make it even even today. It would be even more difficult because the waves are so choppy because of harp. Ah, back then harp was in its infancy. But uh, the other thing is, like 
these guys are like, oh, we found some rocks. Yeah. But they're never like, oh, we found some tools. Yeah. We found any sort of artifacts. Only now they're like, oh, we found some bones. It's like, fucking put those bones back in. But see, on the suppression thing, Dutra also read is cooked enough that he believes that there's like armed government agencies going around blowing up the caves that have the Celtic bones in them. Sealing the caves. Yeah, like the little New Zealand men in Blick. Going around, just blowing up caves, burying all the evidence. And the and museums are hiding yeah. evidence in the lockers. and yeah. As the, museums are wont to do. Yeah, they hate putting ancient things on display. Yeah, I think, like, we've talked about the reasoning behind it, but it's like I, there was one thing I saw in uh, the spin-off article about this that, like, really drives it home. It was just one of their submissions to, like, some <laughs> land right thing. He's like, they shouldn't have any land rights because they're not the initial inhabitants. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his whole letter. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you read through the comments, and I think I was thinking about this, New Zealanders seem to be kind of interested in it. And quite often, I remember as a kid, this, these kind of things would make mainstream news. And it's probably these same guys every, every time. It is. Uh, a <laughs> Newsboy, uh, famous, famous larrikins, visited the, some of the, um, what are they, the stone piles and things and, they kind of, you know, were going on about like it seemed to be a legit conspiracy. I don't, now in hindsight they might have been taking the piss, but they seemed, seemed like pretty genuine. Uh, and I think because New Zealand has quite a short history mm. and like trying to find some sort of greater New Zealand, you know, thing. So like New Zealanders seem to be open to hearing these stories uh, without even sort of really investigating the fact that these guys are probably a bit Nazi. Do you think there might be a slight undercurrent of racism? Involved in that? I think a lot of- Because New Zealand does have a reasonably long history if you like sort of broaden your horizon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but I think people, I think a lot of people don't realise what, why the narrative is being pushed Mm. and they just kind of think, oh, this is neat. Oh, ancient civilization choice. That's my New Zealand accent. Um, (laughs) And so it's kind of like, you know, it's just a fun fun thought. Mm. And then the next thought of, oh shit, what does that mean? Doesn't really- Factor in because they say New Zealand is one of the last sort of places on earth to be found by people, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the exact time colonized by yeah, white co- colonized by, I think it's probably more yeah. most accurate, but even like the, the people who were already there, yeah, hadn't been there as long as other places, right? I don't know, I think that changed from what we were taught in school or something, right. isn't it? And I think a lot of these guys use that as evidence, oh, they keep changing things, yeah. yeah so there was a the is it the Moriori. Yep. So that's a that's like a really commonly believed thing mm. is that there was this race of people that lived in New Zealand before the Maori came from Polynesia, mm. which is that's established that yep. Maori people came from Polynesia. Yeah. But then there's this idea, which these guys look, these guys I think are into it, mm. but they're like would really prefer the European thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this helps us a little bit that there were like some non-white people here that yep. got killed by the Maori. Yeah. Uh, before all of this, but it would be so much better if there were some Europeans. So, but the Moriori thing, I think, has been disproven. It's all like it's based on like I think ancient versions of this. Well, so or like old versions of this. Yeah. So, like so the story 1900s. is that the Maori came in, ate all the Moriori, and took over. Yeah. Uh, what kind it's of happened a bit was of a tinge to that story? Yeah. <laughs> That's history as I know it. Yeah, yeah. And it's history as as I I think we were always taught it, and like it was always you kind of joke about it. Um, but when I think what happened was they were kind of there at the same time, like everyone was arriving at you know, different 
boats were arriving at different times and they were hanging out on Chatham Islands, which was near New Zealand, not mainland New Zealand, and they were pretty peaceful. The whole shtick was like we don't, we're pretty peaceful people. Although they seem to settle any dispute with fights, which doesn't really say peace to me. Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you're going to robo this up, we'll just <laughs> fucking fight. <laughs> The but then a tribe I think from like uh, the Waikato hijacked a, a boat and stole a bunch of guns from the colonial guys. Went to the Chatham Islands and killed them all and did eat, eat some uh, and took over that island. So still happened to an extent, but not how we've always been told. It, yeah, it wasn't like so in like school books. It was like the Moriori were in New Zealand first. I, yeah, I can't remember then, if it was in a school book, but that was definitely what we were. This was. This was what I was reading was that basically at some point this ended up like in a school book and so it just okay. sort of got passed along but it wasn't actually really that accurate. Yeah. But like the place was already fucking settled. Mm. I think what, and one of the things this is sort of coming back at the moment is Māori language and sort of history is kind of being I guess more widely accepted and, and a lot more people are learning Māori language now. So I think there's kind of that undercurrent of let's be white, let's be more white. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Oh, I, I noticed there was um some stuff to do with Don Brash and like okay. his like ad guy. Oh uh, yeah. Who um was who's running like an iwi versus kiwi yeah campaign yeah with Don Brash when he joined like the ACT Party yeah yeah. But then he had he had to quit the ACT Party because the ACT Party were like we're not going to do like ads about the marification of New yeah. Zealand. So it's like we're all New Zealanders. We're not. You know, you aren't different from us. We're all just in this together. So yeah, which all it's like this is like the whole one New Zealand foundation thing. It's one New Zealand. Mm. So they want to sort of demarify things. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And admittedly, I don't know heaps about Maori culture and don't want to know much about the language. So it would be nice. You know, it would be good if more kids learned that. I was about to ask you a question about the language, but you just said you don't know anything about it. So oh, uh, like a bit, bit, but not. Is, is it? Is there like one language? Or is it like yeah? I don't know how the language languages here, where there's like fifty thousand different I th- versions. Of I it. think there is one accepted, but I'm sure that's not historically right. accurate. Uh, All right, that's New Zealand, but you guys aren't. If we've been hanging shit on you for a bit. Yeah, it's time for you to get some revenge. Oh yeah, this shit also happens in Australia. Uh, did you find some stuff about the Australian version of this? I noticed that it seemed a lot less sinister. Yeah, well, there was a, uh, some stuff recently with David. Uh, what's his name? David Lanehelm. Lane uh, yeah. He was like, "Well, we want to add first Australians into the constitution, but is there a chance that before the Aboriginal people, there was someone else here before them?" All right, that bit's sinister. That's as sinister. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite sinister. But so he came out and said, "Should we really be putting Aboriginal people in the Constitution as the first people of Australia if there's a little bit of doubt that maybe there was someone here before them?" And and well, for me, this is what I think. Yes, you should because the people who came here and wrote the Constitution fucked over those people that were already here. <laughs> yeah, for forty thousand for forty thousand years. Yeah, if fifty thousand years ago there was someone else here, some other fella turned up in a boat, didn't last. No, they obviously didn't. He didn't catch on. Yeah. So the less sinister version <laughs> that I found is so, and it, even still, it's like so. There's this guy called Rex Gilroy, mm. who's like a cryptozoologist. He's massively into like bunyips and yowies and things, mm. and uh, he had this whole thing about a pre 
indigenous or a pre-Aboriginal European civilization living in Australia. Now, it, was a, it seemed less sinister than the New Zealand thing because he's just like, Australia was Atlantis, fucking deal with it. Right. There was this civilization called like the Uru or something. Okay. Uh, this is where pyramids got invented. This is like Ayers Rock is like a, some sort of crazy fucking thing. Fucking Australians claiming everything is your own. But even then. Well, we invented pyramids. Oh, we invented pyramids. <laughs> even when he's the, like the less sinister version and like the New Zealand version has like weird neo-Nazi Satanists involved, yeah. he's still like speaking at events organised by neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but like not, he's not like, oh, yeah, fucking Nazis lived here before. He's just like, listen to Atlantis. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Why did we book this guy? <laughs> so they found uh, a skeleton near Lake Mungo. They called Mungo Man. And apparently they did some some DNA testing on that, which showed some odd European sort of background. But I think later they just were like, you fucking idiots, that skeleton's 42,000 years old. You're not going to get any DNA from that. You just picked up your own DNA off the fucking bones that you put on there, you tools. So that's that was decided to be a fuck up because they were just contaminating the bones with right. their own DNA and swapping that. Um, but there was uh, Keith... Winsythe, Wins- Keith Winshuttle Keith had the theory that the um, the tri-hybrid model of the first Australians where they come from various three different places and came here and started the country. But then he was also debunked because they, they found that like the, the DNA and the genome of the Aboriginals goes back like 200, two and a half thousand generations or something like it's the most unbroken lineage of person outside of Africa. All right. I was way too quick to say that the Australian version is less sinister. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I found this one crazy guy who loves bunions. It's like, no, nah, Keith, yeah, Keith Winchettle's a bit of a tool as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd forgotten about him. I associate him more with denying the stolen generation, right. not just denying Aboriginal people. That's the thing with those guys. Like people like him and Andrew Bolt, they wanted like deny – the stolen generation, mm. they want to say that never happened because mm. so it's like we're not culpable. But like what they really want to do is be like you don't even like you don't even ex- like you don't e- you didn't even exist enough to be genocided. Either country's history. Yeah. It's pretty sketchy. Yeah, it's weird that like colonialism so cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> in other places it's worked, right? <laughs> Windshuttle also talked about Australian pygmies. Oh yeah, that was this is like the fun version. This is the fun okay. version. There were pygmies. There were pygmies. Little little, we, little pygmy fellas. Are we still using the word pygmy anymore? Is that well? That's what they were. Australian okay. pygmies. They they lived up in North Queensland. Yeah, but you may have noticed you haven't heard of them before because no. history. They got fucking dusted under the carpet of history. I saw. I think it was a New Zealand one. There was like some sort of like skeleton thing that they came up with, yeah. where it was like. This doesn't like it's supposed to be like this. Euro- they're like we worked it out. This is a European person. It's like no, this would be like a ridiculously tiny person. This would be like smaller than a midget. <laughs> <laughs> the way like the however you've worked this out, it's cooked. It's cooked. Do we have anything more on this, or are we ready for no. some housekeeping? Let's do some housekeeping. All right. Well, speaking of racism, last week finally we, <laughs> last week we had uh, Robbo's Savage Club redemption. Yep. 
uh, this week, I'm afraid we've got to go back to the drawing board and uh, say that Randy Weaver, actually quite racist. Yeah. The, uh, the Ruby Ridge guy had some feedback from a famous, one of our more famous listeners, Dr. Jason Wilson, who you might have read in The Guardian, mm. writing about conspiracies right. and uh, other things. Hi, Jason. Thanks for listening. Uh, he brought to my attention, well, number one, there's a photo of Randy Weaver with a T-shirt that says uh, something like, just say no to Zog. Okay. What is Zog for our... Uh, this is a Zionist-occupied government. So that's the idea that the Jews control everything. Mm. Uh, also, I found from... This is a little while after Ruby Ridge, but there was a some guy running for office and for some reason he's like, I'll get Randy Weaver on the team. Yep. And his local paper was like, now, you've got Randy Weaver on your team. Maybe as you're like your co-candidate or your campaign manager or some shit. Isn't that guy a white supremacist? And this candidate was like, look, no, I'll put you on the phone with him. You can ask him yourself. And he put him on the phone and the reporter's like, are you a white supremacist? He's like, look, I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> but like the quote was, I am a racist. Okay, so he has... Come out on the record. So I think we need to walk back our thing, which I think was based on people who were sort of treading carefully. Yeah. Especially. I, I was basing mine on one source. Yeah, the John Ronson thing. Yep. I think he was maybe trying to, you know, tread carefully. Yeah. And like not be too unsympathetic given mm. the, like the th- whole thing is about family getting murdered. Also, he was basing his thing on one source. Yeah. Do you research John Ronson? But he also assuming he listens to. He didn't have the advantage of years later, Randy Weaver coming out and saying, I am a racist. Yeah, yeah. I don't think racists should mix. Yeah. So I'm going to say Randy Weaver in the racist column. Okay. Another bit of housekeeping. I remember the name of that book yep. from last week that I couldn't remember. It was Fine Print 2 by Brian Wilshire. If I've never read, read Fine Print 1. You won't be able to keep up. Okay, I'll read Fine Print 1 first. I also saw we couldn't. I couldn't remember what the chemicals were that he was telling people to drink. Yes, <laughs> and it was hydrogen peroxide. Okay, which is bleach. Maybe is that bleach? You use yeah. You use hydrogen peroxide to bleach hair. Yeah. And okay. Stuff. Anyway, uh, it was to protect against AIDS. Yeah, right. And there's a whole chapter in the book about AIDS where he talks about hydrogen peroxide being like this way to like clean surgical equipment and stuff. Mm. He had this whole he had this whole chapter all about how the government's not telling us everything about AIDS, but it wasn't the th- about the thing that the government wasn't telling us about AIDS. You know how like AIDS comes around mm. and like western governments are like, well, this is killing gay people mm. and junkies. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. See how this plays out. That wasn't the <laughs> – this is not the direction he was taking. Okay. His thing is like AIDS is like going to be killing you and the government for whatever reason is fine with that. Yeah. He had this whole thing about like hydrogen peroxide is this way to kill the AIDS virus on like surgical stuff but they don't want you to know about that. And it's so obvious in the book that he just wants to be like, and you've got to drink it. If yeah, you, okay. if you want to be safe, <laughs> so the, he had stuff in there. that's like, oh, there was like a thing. There was a case where a woman with AIDS had a baby, and the father shook the hands of like the doctors, and they all had to like go clean their hands and stuff, mm. even though he was just the husband of someone with AIDS. Right, and it's like, why would they all clean their hands unless 
Well, maybe that's like they've just helped deliver a baby. Yeah, they're in a, a very sterile environment. That they or maybe they're just like being overly cautious because they work in a fucking hospital. Mm. But it's so clear in the in the book that you just want to say drink it. But it's also clear that they told him you can't put that in your book. You got in trouble for that already. <laughs> now the thing about him getting in trouble for saying it on the radio, this is interesting. Mm. I was sure that I'd seen it on Media Watch, mm-hmm. but that's not where I saw it. And I hate to say this. I know our kids are going to be listening to this podcast one day mm. once they've gone through all the episodes of our uh, MDMA parenting podcast raving dad (laughs) they're gonna be like oh what was their first podcast like i want to get an idea of who my dad was and i'm afraid you're gonna get the idea that i was a massive fucking nerd because i read about it in a a media watch book (laughs) i didn't even watch it on the tv (laughs) read in Stuart littlemore's book the media and me (laughs) now if you were gonna use hydrogen peroxide to protect yourself from aids yeah would you drink it or would you just like Put your dick in it. Splash it on my junk. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have the advantage of and down bleaching the, your pubes. And down, yeah. 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 If that's what it is. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, my, my knob's got vitiligo. <laughs> oh, how did we get here? I don't know. But uh, there was a, an, Illumi, an Illuminati hit during the week. Oh, yeah, Chris. Do we want to do this as a full show maybe? No, we can't do a full show on Chris Cornell. Oh, okay. We could we'd do a full show on music. We, mm. we should do a music special. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Chris Cornell passed away during the week and within hours there was videos up talking about how it was a massive Illuminati hit. Mm. He definitely at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. And what I found really interesting was the guy who um, the guy who was making the video talking about how evil evil Chris Cornell was and how evil Soundgarden was and evil his music was, was going through the lyrics of Black Hole Sun, got to the chorus and sang it so perfectly in tune. <laughs> He's listened to that song a million times. He loves it. It's a good song. He just had to like go, oh, damn it. I need to make a video about this, but I fucking love Soundgarden <laughs> so much. No, nah, I have to do it for the greater good. That's a good song. Yeah. So that happened in the week. Uh, and PK starting a... Oh, oh, PK's yeah. got a campaign happening. PK and bloody Smoke, smoke, smoke and, and mirrors. mirrors. Rockno wasn't involved. A little bit disappointed by that. Mm. But Operation Burke Street or Operation BS, they're calling it. Yeah. They're going to do a march down Burke Street. Yeah, it's going to be the two of them. They're putting a call out to mm. anyone who wants to come down. I don't know when it is. We have to find out. They're also doing a $20,000 a reward. reward. Yeah, so this American guy. Yeah, I'm a little dubious on this I'm reward. I'm very dubious about Yeah, this. this American guy was on there. They did one of those Skype chats that we love so much. And they're like, oh, blah, yeah, well, this is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. We're calling on everyone to come down to Burke Street and we're going to hand out T-shirts. And and uh, I can't remember what the American Man, guy's I name is. I love a T-shirt. The American guy's name. I can't remember his name. It's one of those guys. He's like, and you're going to put up some money as a reward, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I think you said you were going to put up 20 grand. 20 grand for anyone who can show us any proof that a car went down Burke Street. Yeah, because they're like, anyone who's got any footage. Yeah. Mm. It's like, well, there's the an cops. easy 20 grand for the police. <laughs> <laughs> AUD or USD? Uh, well, they didn't really say, but the guy was like, yeah. He goes, so you're going to put 20 grand up, are you? I'm trying to do a PK impression. I'm yeah, going to work yeah. on it. You're going to put 20 grand up, are you? And he goes, uh, look, I'll put 50 up. And then Smoke and Mirrors goes, yeah, I don't know. 
20 seems a bit more reasonable. Like people will believe 20 more than they'll believe 50. It's like if you, you're going into this thinking people aren't going to believe you from the get-go, you're not winning this argument. So, yeah, so they're going to just go down there and hand out flyers and all sorts of stuff about and try. I'm a little bit worried that a two-person march is just going to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> just two blokes. I'm hoping that all these fucking cooked units turn up and in one place. Well, like these videos get views. Yeah. yeah. A lot of you, like, but they're – are they yeah. all too embarrassed to go? Or, yeah, a lot of them will be foreigners. Yeah. Is there anything else? Housekeeping wise? There's so much more, but I guess I'll have to wait for another day. Yes. Oh, plenty right. more plenty more housekeeping to come. I don't want our listeners to be sitting here like <sighs> what is this? A t- what is this? Joe Rogan experiment? Yeah. Is this that is this that eight hour conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. <podcast>? <laughs> Where <laughs> can we find people on the internet? Oh yeah, I forgot we have to do this. Yeah. At Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on the Facebook. At Sexenheimer on Twitter. And gather around me on Facebook and iTunes. Uh, at Ale of a Time everywhere on the old internet, including aleofatime.com. You can find us at Hypothopod on Twitter. For some sick flat earth memes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hypothetical Institute on Facebook. And do us a sneaky like or a rating or anything you see fit. Tell a friend. Yeah. yeah. Tell some peoples. Sweet. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which Let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a